Hola, hola. I'm Neto Velasco. I'm a graphic designer and a photographer from Mexico, living in Los Angeles, California. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Photographers. Today, I'm with two of my friends that I met through Instagram. David Lopez, who was on the last episode. What's and up? Manny. How are you, Manny? How are you, David? Doing good. good. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you so right, much so for meeting with me. You told me that this was our podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> so these guys have a podcast of themselves, also with involving coffee, right? Yep. Yeah. And photography. So what's up with that? How are you guys doing with that? Well, it's on hiatus right now. Yeah. Okay. Because of COVID? Busy. Well, not busy. even because of COVID. Uh, I've been busy with... Uh, you know, you guys have been following me on Instagram. I've been doing some stuff with the city of Pasadena. Yeah, yeah, you've been um, very busy with that. Uh, doing a campaign for the holidays to help promote a lot of the small businesses that got impacted by the pandemic. That's great. Uh, so that's been keeping me busy because I've been cranking out a video for them, like both like shooting and editing like every week, uh, which I'm really happy because it's paid the bills. Of course. But, you know, the schedule is just, it's, it's been a while since I've been working like that, so it's nice. It's kind of better that way because I've been having computer issues. So yeah. Well, you're getting kinda... a new computer coming next week. <laughs> well, I fixed the one that I'm having issues on, so now that's dedicated mm. audio computers. So okay. we'll be okay as long as that doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting your new computer next week. What did you get? I got an iMac, 27-inch. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. The only good thing about 2020. I know. (laughs) I was telling you that my MacBook Pro is 2015. Yeah. And it's slow. It's very slow. Especially now that I'm trying like to do more video. Uh huh. Like it's so slow. Just get a 16 inch, dude. I know. I want to, but then with the M1 13 inch coming out. Oh man. Then I'm wondering. I don't like the 13 inch because it's too small. Mm -hmm. Like if I go out, um, on a gig or something, I do like the 16 inch. Mm But is that coming out soon? Like, is that oh, is, are really they gonna say. do something about that? They will. It'll it'll be out. This is this is the guinea pig. I think the yeah. 13 inch is the guinea pig. They're because they made a, a Mac Mini too. They made a Mac Mini. They made oh, yeah. the MacBook and then a MacBook Air, right? It was MacBook Air, MacBook Pro. Yeah. That's crazy. So and yeah. they're just gonna run it. Basically, they're still trying to get all the programs to I mean, work with it. I'm just blown away by the architecture because. You know, I have this. I just recently bought the 16-inch MacBook Pro, and it has a six-core i7, 16 gigs Crazy. of RAM, a four-gigabyte uh, video card by uh, AMD, and integrated graphics. But the M1 is all that in one chip. <laughs> you got up to 16 gigs of RAM. I think it was up to eight cores, mm-hmm. and then in those eight cores, they have high-performance cores. So four high-performance cores, and then four like non-high performance cores just kind of like for like yeah, basic yeah. tasks like web browsing and yeah, um, yeah, yeah I guess they're called efficiency cores now that I remember that then there's this other chip in there for I guess uh, machine learning or some bullshit and then they have a, a built in GPU I forgot how much memory I'm gonna say up to like let's say 8 gigs but that's all in one chip yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I know, but it's going to suck because, like, you just bought the 2020 iMac, and that's, like, the last one that you're going to be able to upgrade the RAM on. And it's also the last one that you're able to put Boot Camp on. So what they're trying that's to do true. now is they're going to end Boot Camp, and I think they're trying to kill off the way people make um, Hackintoshes because now everything's going to be optimized to their chips. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unless you're running an older OS, yeah. you're not going to be able to do I know a few people with Hackintoshes, Hackintoshes anymore. But I you were saying, like, it was even do. cheaper to buy more RAM, like on another website, oh, yeah. right? Like if through, you go buy RAM anywhere else, it's fine. Apple just charges an arm and yeah. a leg to That's crazy. It. Why do they do that? 
They gotta make money. I mean, they're already making so much they money. They gotta make more money, man. Like, come on, <laughs> they just released, like, the iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Pro, iPhone 12 Pro Max, and the Mini. Well, and I think they kind of... They kind of expected it, which is yeah. why all the base start off at eight gigs. They kind of expect okay, people okay. to do. They left it that way, I think, mm -hmm. on purpose. And then if people are lazy enough to just say, "Fuck it, I'll spend three hundred dollars on RAM." <laughs> I, I mean, with me, it's like I bought the base sixteen inch. I was gonna go for thirty two gigs, but I was just like, Too the, the most I'll edit is ten eighty p anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from like the little bit of video editing I've done in four K, it handles it. Uh, so I mean, for me, sixteen is enough. Um, but I know if I eventually we'll get more serious about video editing i think i will just get like a dedicated desktop just because yeah just, of course performance is gonna be Makes way better sense. and with your canon eos r6 you're recording in 1080 or you're recording 4k and just uh, down sampling too? no i always do 1080 just because okay. the 4k overheats after 30 well in my non-scientific tests literally i just put it on the desk and uh -huh. i just let it run <laughs> i got like about 40 minutes before it overheated have yeah. you ever tried it, like, on a gig, like, with pe the Pasadena City, like, Everything's 1080, just because with uh, the content that they're making is, yeah. it's going to live on Instagram and Facebook, and it's yeah, going to no, the shit out of it, so uh, I don't I don't bother with 4K, and also I'd rather not have it potentially overheat. Of course. Uh, especially because... In the middle of the shoot. Yeah, and I think we talked about this last time, like, the overheating, I think, is definitely software, and I think you mentioned it, too. Yeah. Because, like, I pulled the battery out and everything, and it's, it's warm, like... But not like hot. not stupid hot like okay. like when my Sony overheated that was hot, <laughs> but that was because I was shooting hundred degree weather. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and um and you're shooting more video, right, Manny? No, like, I just I mainly do, do photography, so I'm just I'm breaking in the video, so this is kind of like my entry. Like, well, now that I have a computer that I'm able yeah. to do it, I'm also start practicing it and learning it and just trying to like hone hone the craft, especially with ideas that I have. I want to start trying to do, do like certain things. That's great. So, on the last episode, David talked about his photography, but what, what's up with you, like, you and photography? Are you doing, what type of photo photography do you do? I mainly do boudoir as far as business goes. Uh -huh. um, and then, like, for fun, I do street, I do concerts, I do, like, uh, I just try to, I try to pick one thing to do just for business so I can just focus on that. So, like, boudoir is mainly my business side of things which isn't going so well right now <laughs> yeah so it's kind of on hold so right now i'm just well kind of right now right now i'm just kind of doing more street do more like i mean if concerts come back around i'll do that but i'm just mainly just trying to play with light more like trying to yeah. perfect that so that way when i do get back into boudoir i, I know what i want to do with it because I, I like doing more moody more like artsy style okay. boudoir i don't do the typical just I'm gonna shoot a girl in a bikini or you know yeah, lingerie yeah. and call for, it boudoir. For the Instagram likes. Yeah, there's, there's a very pages. fine there's a very fine line with that. No? Yeah, and I kind of mix mine a little bit more of a fine art. So okay. it's more fine art meets boudoir. Like mm -hmm. that's the style I like. And how how does that work? Like, uh, someone hits you up, they're like, hey, I want to do this shoot, or you hit someone up. Well, how or... I was doing when I started, I basically got like ten people. I okay. found like 10 people that wanted to do it. They helped me build my pro my uh, portfolio and I had them sign like a contract waiver like I'm basically trading services. Like yeah, so basically they're getting the pictures and yeah. I'm getting be, to be able to use them on my website and on my Instagram and they know I'm going to use it. So So you sign a contract also, or something. Yeah, and then they also can pick and choose like if there's something they don't want online, you know, I'll I won't put them online. Um, if there's something they just don't want on Instagram because family and stuff on Instagram versus, like, no one's going to really go onto the website and look at stuff. Yeah. Like, as far as what they're concerned. 
So it's kind of like that. I set up like a contract with them on that. And then um, I'm also going to use them. Like if I get a new lens or I get a new light and I want to try something out, then I can call them up and that's great. we'll trade something. So that's kind of how that is. So yeah. what happened is when I started it, a lot of people seen their pictures and they started hitting me up. I started like trying to book stuff and then COVID hit and then it all went out the door. So I'm like, damn it, I just Crazy. got started and it ended so quick. It, yeah, the, the, the pandemic really kind of like forced everyone to kind of adapt. Yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. What were you guys doing before the pandemic? Like as a as photographers. Well, for me, it was mostly like events, like weddings and okay. stuff like that. And obviously, now um, with with COVID, I've only shot one wedding so far. That was back in July. It was a backyard wedding. Okay. Very, uh, you know, easy to shoot just because it's uh, you know it's someone's backyard. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was more or less social distance. I mean, I still wore my mask regardless. Um, but that was the only wedding I've shot this year. In eight months. Yeah, in yeah. eight months, and you know, obviously, pay wasn't as big as yeah, what yeah. a typical wedding would pay i'm still grateful for it but now like i'm i've actually really found um more business doing product photography i mean if you guys see my instagram yeah. it's littered with yeah. like knives yep. and cards and yep. watches i just bought a new watch yesterday i saw that <laughs> i saw that it's a badass watch yeah man it's dope <laughs> so you're shooting a lot of product shots yeah so that's actually gotten me more work uh just because now Especially like big companies and, and other businesses, like coffee shops, like need content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know that's just something I feel like I'm really fortunate to be able to like pivot into that because not great. a lot of people can. I know you adapted to the circumstance and you're killing it. And you, Manny, how was it like photography wise before COVID, and how did you adapt? What's going on right photography now? Photography wise, back then before um, the pandemic hit, I was mainly doing like portraits and family portraits so I wasn't making that much money and I wasn't really too happy doing it because I didn't okay. I felt like I didn't have the freedom mm -hmm. the like artistic freedom in doing it so I kind of just broke away from that and that's why I started focusing on the boudoir and then the pandemic hit so I just kind of stopped that and I just kind of went back to okay I'm just gonna have fun now and just kind of yeah. practice my craft while I'm still because I work on elevators okay so I basically I'm fortunate enough to still have work during it's it incredible. all, so I've just been focusing on that, just trying to learn more with that, and then just perfecting my craft with photography. That's great. Yeah, COVID, so. like, it's been tough for every photographer yeah. that I know, and we have learned to adapt. Mm -hmm. Like, before COVID, everything was so different. Yeah. I was shooting concerts, like, every week. Yeah. I've seen the pictures you've been posting. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I was, like... Almost every week shooting concerts like for different magazines or different PR companies for the bands themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I was doing a lot of skateboarding competitions. Yeah. There's a big one that I, I've been doing for the past seven years here wow. in LA. Mm -hmm. uh, the Vans US Open. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's so good. That's yeah. in, on Huntington Beach. Uh -huh. yeah. And they have like the pros of like BMX, yeah. skateboarding. And they would hire me every year. That's so this was going to be like the seventh year. But because of COVID, yeah. Yeah. we're like, nope. We don't need you this year. I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, that was fun to do, and it was, you know, yeah. it paid yeah. well. And then I, I was doing a lot of portraits, things like that. Lifestyle shots for companies. Mm -hmm. Like, they were like, hey, Neto, we'll send you clothes, get models. Like, just go outside, take some shots, and send them over. Yeah, that's badass. After COVID, none of what Damn. I'm talking right now, like, I've had nothing. Like, yeah. nothing. 
no company has hit me up like we need lifestyle shots because of course they're saving their money or yeah. they're like recycling like, photos recycling pictures concerts they're gone yeah skateboarding competitions they're gone yeah so it, it's been very hard what has keeping me like motivated is hanging out with you guys yeah like hanging out with other creative people that's why like sometimes I like I annoy I annoy you guys like on the chat I'm like hey <laughs> no, let's do this this week I'll at least you're pizza. not asking me for a free camera because yeah. I gotten so many messages <laughs> saying like hey give me camera I'm like no you fuck told yourself. me that last time actually one somebody commented on, on the photo I posted of the 135 this uh -huh. morning someone said give me give me this lens I was like <laughs> and I just responded with the middle finger emoji and that same person DM'd me asking me the same thing I just responded with the middle finger oh, okay I find that so crazy he already gave it away he gave it to me yeah I gave it to him how, how can you ask for something for free like I don't even ask for a coffee for free nothing oh, for free man. yeah nothing in life's free I mean it's uh, like I guess because my account's at 45k damn people and I'm not saying that to flex I think it's just the perception of like you have a big following so yeah. therefore you must be very successful in your industry sure 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 which sure. Uh, yeah I am fairly successful but I'm not fucking rich man I'm yeah, not like yeah. you cannot give away lenses or cameras I mean I wish and yeah. if anything I'd give it to my friends because oh yeah man I'm gonna help my friends out first and then everyone else could, could come second but. okay here's the thing do you think for instance Peter McKinnon he has what 5.5 million on yeah. YouTube I don't even know in his Instagram but I think it's like close to 2 million 2 yeah. million so, that's uh, insane do you think he gifts lenses and cameras to people that ask for them no i don't think so so if anything i could see him giving stuff to like his friends yeah, because yeah, yeah. they've helped him yeah, yeah. uh but I, I don't think to random people unless I like it's sponsored by like yeah true somebody. i mean if he's getting something free and he's giving it away it's because the sponsorship's giving yeah, yeah. it to him for his you and know, i think i channel. saw a video not on peter mckinnon instagram <laughs> uh youtube what, what's his friend's name um uh Hopoya. yeah that guy he was like he had a friend who was getting into vlogging mm -hmm. so maddie was like okay i'm gonna do a video about this so in the video he gives this person like a full camera like a lens uh some lights like everything in order to do the vlog mm -hmm. but that was his friend yeah so that made sense yeah, and it's like i you know if, if i'm able to get to that like size and, and level of success like yeah i want to take care of the people that help and that help me along the way because it's like i hope you consider us oh well, yeah <laughs> you're on the bottom of the yeah. total pole though <laughs> no. <laughs> no, adrian's on the bottom <laughs> i have not met that friend adrian oh uh, we, we'll, we'll we'll bring him next time he's yeah. really fun yeah but uh but yeah it's like you know i definitely would consider helping my friends first yeah of course. Especially, and that's kind of like what I, uh, how I treat my followings. Like, you know, I've, I have a big following. I'm, I'm lucky to say I have a big following. And, you know, I like to help, like, promote you guys. I like yeah, to promote my friends over at Espresso Cuts because nice. they're great people. You know, use your following for good and not be like the typical yeah. influencer that's, like, douchey and does a bunch of stupid things. I know, man. It's crazy. I told you this last time. Like, with <laughs> a good following comes, like, great responsibility. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. I just got to make sure my Uncle Ben's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's on a Spider-Man. I've been trying to grow my Instagram, but every day I, I'm disappointed at myself, at Instagram. I don't know if I don't have what it takes. I don't know if it's the algorithm. I think it's the algorithm. I don't know what's happening. Like, my Instagram was doing good. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, nothing. Like yeah, I, mine, mine I, took a shit, too. Like, well, what they is they keep happening? changing it. 
But like every week it's different. Yeah. Like, well, I don't. What is it? Like, well, what's going I know on? because you know I'm gonna get get a little political here because of the election, yeah, recent election. True. True. Um, they basically turned off the recent tab for hashtags. The hashtags. So yep. Now you can't see the most recent photos using the hashtag because they're saying that. Facebook suspects that there's going to be a lot of misinformation about the election, yeah. fraud, and all this stuff being, like, propagated through there. And they can see that. And, yeah, but at the same time, we're getting messages, and I'm pretty sure you guys have gotten this on your page, where it's like, hey, your post is doing, like, 95% better than your oh, recent yeah. post. Like, <laughs> spend this much money to yes. post it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. them basically saying, like, hey, pay us, and we'll make sure that your posts are yeah. seen, which is shitty. Because it's not by Facebook now yeah, as and well. And not everybody yeah. has money. <laughs> True. But number three, all the misinformation about the election, you can find it fucking anywhere, man. Yeah. Like, you you Google stuff yeah. and you'll find, like, conspiracy <laughs> theories and all this stuff. And do you guys, like, think, like, somebody's going to post a political thing under the hashtag Canon EOS R6? No, I don't think so. <laughs> and if they do, because a lot of these hashtags have millions of followers... It's going to get buried like that. Yeah. yeah. Unless the photo's really well, like, com- composed and edited and just looks fucking, like, a banger. Yeah. Then maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I'll post stuff on uh, using the Canon hashtag and, like, my shit's, like, not even, like, in the first yeah, couple yeah, yeah. scrolls. Like, you have to really dig deep. Yeah. It's crazy how Instagram works. Mm-hmm. And as I said, like, especially during this time, I want more clients, you know? And I've uh, played with the idea, like, okay, if I... I want to teach photography, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've taught photography, like, all my life in Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, especially film photography, because mm-hmm. I was, like, very, very into that, and yeah. I know my way, right? But, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to grow my following in order to teach photography. But it's just been crazy, and then with election, hashtags yeah. not working, the yeah. algorithm, I got that post that said, like, hey, promote this post, and, it, and you'll do great. I did it, just to try it out. I promoted a post that I did, I think I uploaded it last week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I put only five bucks. And it didn't do that well. No, you got to spend a lot of money. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering, like, if it's because I spent only five bucks. The, yeah. the thing with Instagram, and more so on the Facebook side of things, because my friend Eddie, he has this uh, page called The Yum Yum Foodie. Okay. Uh, has, like, over 100,000 followers. He's a, he's a food guy. Yeah. And he says that, at least on Facebook, and I guess you could kind of say the same thing now on, on Instagram, it's more, it's starting to become more pay-to-play, so if you really yeah. want to grow it, unless you're somebody, like, on YouTube, like Peter McKinnon yeah, yeah, yeah. or Casey Neistat, who just blew the fuck up, you're gonna have to spend your chunk of change, your chunk of change to, to get out there. Yeah. But then, Facebook's just gonna start saying, like, hey, you haven't promoted your stuff recently, so... We need uh, we need some money. That's what I'm scared yeah. about. Like yeah, I only put five bucks, <laughs> which is nothing for them. I know. Yeah. But now I'm scared that, what if now that they see I've spent five bucks, they expect me to spend five bucks on each post, yeah. and if I don't, then they'll limit my, like people to view my post, I guess. Because yeah. yeah. here's the thing, like, three days ago or five four days ago, I made a post. It was me and my wife. Right. Mm-hmm. We're both tattooed. That one got like 450 likes mm-hmm. and my reach was like incredible. Mm-hmm. Next day, I'm like, hmm, let's see if, if like I still get this reach. I posted a picture, 30 likes. Yeah, it's 30. Crazy. That's like, dude. What? It also boils down yeah. to like the time of day. I, uh, There's so, so many little factors. I know. Like, I stopped giving a shit because um, 
recently, if it's not a if, uh, anything that is not a camera yeah. or gear related, I know is going to struggle. Well, it's anything that's not a niche, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a niche in order mm-hmm. to like get somewhere. I, yeah. I'm thinking because with EDC, it's like it's very niche, but it's also broad. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, doing like landscapes, cityscapes, all that stuff. That's very like that's really really broad. Um, but typically, like, I'll get on average, like, about 300-some likes. I think the most I've seen recent was about 500. Okay. But then when I post a photo of a camera or a lens or whatever, it usually breaks a 1,000, like, within a few hours. Crazy. But does that, like, give you some type of... Are you pressured by taking by mm, uploading this type of pictures? Not really, because it's, like, my, my page started as Canon Dude, and, yeah. like, it was... The whole concept of it was just to basically just make gear porn. Yeah. And... That's how I met. How I knew about. Yeah, you. and that's how that's how I met Manny too. Oh, <laughs> it worked. Yeah, you yeah. Slid, you, both y'all slid into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why? Because you tagged the location Pasadena. Yeah. And I lo- I live in Pasadena, so I'm like, huh, this guy has great gear. He takes great pictures. He lives in Pasadena. Let me hit him up. To be honest, I didn't expect you to reply. I was reply. I always, and like as long as you don't basically ask for a camera, ask, you know, for, ask for a camera, <laughs> or just say hey, and then just like not give me context as like what just the fuck hey? you want. Yeah, because yeah. I've gotten people say hey, <laughs> and then Crazy. like I'll because I have it set so it, it, if you're not already following me, it sends it to a separate inbox. Oh yeah, to yeah, to the it. general one, right? Yeah, and I have to approve it. Oh yeah, yeah, true. So if uh, somebody just says, hey, I'll go and read the message because it pings me that I got a message. Yes. And I was like, I'll wait a few minutes. I was like, okay, what do you want? Like, what, what's your question? <laughs> yeah. Get us. Yeah. And, you know, if they don't res- if they don't add anything other than that, I just delete it. Yeah. But it's like, I, I know you hit me up about the RF 24 to 70. Yeah. And, you know, we had a conversation, now we're friends. And I hit you up because of the podcast. Yeah, and you hit me up, and yeah. now we're friends. But, and to be honest, the podcast is a great thing mm-hmm. like to have an excuse to make friends yeah like you guys know how it is in LA like it gets lonely yeah and people either hang out with you because they want something mm-hmm. right a lens or a camera or something following right <laughs> yeah. and then you're like hey let's hang out and they like never reply back yeah, yeah. so it's crazy it's lo- a lonely city and it not- really pretentious out here yeah. yeah and 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 to be honest like in the photography industry there's a lot of ego too oh yeah right so I think the only city that you can go to where it's not as pretentious is Venice because everybody in Venice Beach Venice is Beach. just fucking stoned, <laughs> stoned. and chill. Dude, it's so crazy. <laughs> Venice Beach. That's probably why Casey lives out there. Yeah. Does he live in Venice or Santa Monica? No, he lives in Venice. Venice? Yeah. I think he has a studio or something out there now. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's so crazy that Venice Beach is like more chill. And then you just like walk to Santa Monica Beach, which is like a 15 minute walk. Uptight. And it's so different. Like, I know for a fact they don't even allow tattoo shops in Santa Monica. Really? Oh, wow. But in Venice, that. they have, like, tons of tattoo shops. Yeah. So That's pretty cool. It's, it's crazy. like different parts of Orange County. You go to certain parts of Orange County, oh, yeah. they're, uptight, they're uptight, and they just so, like, don't want to talk to you. And then you go to other parts, and they're just like, you talk to the wrong person, you're going to get shot. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy over there. I've heard very crazy things about Orange County. My, my wife went there, and she got yelled at because she was wearing a mask. And uh, in the area where she was, no one was wearing a mask. Yeah. And they were, like, yelling at her. Like, Huntington Beach is like that. Wearing, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I go to Huntington Beach to take, like, pictures of the pier. I'm wearing my mask, and there's, like, nobody there with a mask. It's crazy. Really? They're just... They don't give a shit. I mean, they don't say anything now if you wear a mask, but if you try to say, like, something about them wearing a mask, they get all crazy. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know if you uh, watch like these videos, but um, there's this guy. His name is Chad Goes Deep. <laughs> I have not watched and those videos. He's on Instagram, but they were making. I saw his videos on Facebook, and mm-hmm. him and another guy they make stupid videos. They go out <laughs> to Huntington Beach and they try to get people to wear masks, and they almost got their ass beat a couple were times. Were those the guys that were handing out masks? Yeah, they're handing yeah. out masks. Oh, I've, seen that signs, one. I've seen that and like, one. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so the podcast had given me the opportunity to meet people like you guys and hang out. Mm-hmm. Like we did the podcast, and then after that, we've been hanging out couple of times yeah. like to shoot because dude everyone needs friends everyone yeah. needs someone to talk to and it's also nice to have like creative friends to fall back on because it's like all of you kind of help each other grow and like yeah like and get better at stuff so like with me i'm i love product photography and i'm happy to be able to share stuff with like manny and and the, and the rest of the uh esr crew because we have a, a group chat called the esr crew yeah oh that's um, cool you know so and then, like, in turn, Manny's really good with lighting, so he teaches stuff about lighting, or, like, he's really into, like, street photography and knows a lot of, like, really cool, like, street photography accounts to follow. So, like, I'm learning that from him. Yeah. And uh, with Adrian, he likes to really go out there and, like, put himself out there and, like, really market himself. So that kind of helps us, like, get a little bit more confidence. Like, all right, yeah. fuck it, let's go, let's go try it and see what happens. And then Jaden just... You know, homeboy, we just chill, man. Jane's the chill guy. <laughs> That's cool. Well, he's not out here because he's in San Diego. Oh. But yeah, I, th- I I feel like every person needs, like, a group mm-hmm. that yeah. will uplift them and motivate them. Because, like, being at home, and especially in quarantine, mm-hmm. and being at home, like, you're in your own bubble. And sometimes, like, the mind goes places where you don't even, like... It's yeah. like your worst enemy. Dude. And if you don't have an outlet something to get it out it's just gonna keep hitting you yeah <laughs> i like, mean i feel I, that all the time yep. <laughs> like let's talk about the most recent peter mckinnon video with oh. uh, for the for the gimbals what Fuck. was that it was fucking awesome that's what it was but that's after crazy. i watched it i immediately felt depressed i was like fuck man yeah. like how good is this guy and it's like what do i need to do to get to that level I mean, it's obviously, crazy. it's going to be a lot well, of He's had, what, three or four years now on YouTube yeah, success, dude. and that's all he's been doing is video, video, yeah. video. Like, but, but, there, but he said it in one video. He's like, dude, if you want to get anywhere, just freaking do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep like, doing keep it. Doing keep it. Doing keep it. And practicing that's true. It. Like, for instance, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I'm like, like you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I get depressed. I'm like, fuck. Like, oh, that, that person is head. doing very well. Like, he's doing great shots. I could be doing that, too, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm at my home watching other people do it. Yeah, I think know? Adrian talked to me about that recently where it's like you get, I forgot the proper terminology for it, but it's like you get so, it's not even complacent. You just get so accustomed to watching people yeah. do stuff that you don't do it yourself. Yeah. 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 And you know what, like, brings me down too? Mm. Like, I put a video, like, two or three days ago. What was it about? Comparing the GoPro with the DJI yeah. Pocket 2. For vlogging, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I want to get more into vlogging. Mm-hmm. So that video, I made it like kind of like for myself. I wanted to compare those cameras. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going to upload it because I'm sure people are going to be interested, right? Mm-hmm. And then my first comment was like, why did you do this instead of this? And you're not that much like that professional. I'm like, dude, I'm just like a regular guy yeah. trying to figure out mm-hmm. this shit like with you, you know? But that brought me down like... Is it even worth it's it like, to man. upload? Yeah, that's just somebody that's... They wish they could have done that video. Yeah. And you, I mean, I, and I'm not saying... I like, watched it. And I'm going to tell you. you right now, I like the fact that you did it 
straight out of camera that yeah. you didn't yeah. do something that was going to be graded. You showed yeah. people how it sounded with the mic, without the lavalier mic, mm -hmm. how it looks just straight out of camera. Because most people, when they first start, they don't know shit about recording raw or yeah. like editing video, raw That's video. Where I'm they want to do straight out of camera. They want to yep. know, hey, can I do something straight out of camera? That's where I'm at with video, yeah. right? With vlogging. That's why I made the video for people who are like in the same. I'm not yeah. Peter McKinnon. I'm not going to like shoot raw and then edit and then yeah. do all this shit. I'm like, dude, I just want to grab a camera and vlog with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, is the GoPro Hero 9 good or is the DJI Pocket 2 good? Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, as I said, like I got this comments and then people came to my Instagram. They're like, dude, you, you're only a photographer. You don't even shoot video. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's like I get a lot of people shitting on me for getting the R6. Like, oh, where'd you get this when Sony's better? I was like, dude, I'm a fucking photographer first. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that's the thing I make clear to everybody. It's, it's like, like, I like Canon. I don't like Sony. It's like, I've shot <laughs> yeah. Sony for a year, and I talked about yeah, it in the last yeah. podcast. Like I sh and someone actually recently asked me if they should get the RP or the a7 III, and I told them, I was like, well, what are you going to do mostly if you're going to yeah. do hybrid shooting, shoot a lot of video and some photos, then get the a7 because it's better mm -hmm. in, in a lot of respects to video. Yeah. For photography, it's the inverse. Yeah. And the guy's much like me where he's a photographer first, video second. So it's like, okay, Therapy. you don't really need like all the crazy yeah. high-end stuff. And I, I just really don't understand why people shit on you nowadays for like yeah. using X brand. It's like, just enjoy <laughs> your camera, dude. Let people enjoy things. Enjoy things <laughs> and like... You want to borrow my glasses? You're no, in direct no, sun. No, I'm no, not. You're good, you're good. <laughs> are you I'm, sure? Yeah, I'm okay. Don't worry. Thank you, It's though. like hitting you. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Man, that's a toxic mindset to have. You're shitting on somebody that doesn't have glasses. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Why don't you have glasses, Neto? But look, like, just, just this thing, that, that's why I love hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Like, you're, dude, you're nice enough, like, hey, do you need my glasses? Yeah. Like, nobody does that shit, you know? And... That's why, I, like, I love hanging out with you guys. That's why I wanted to do a podcast with both of you. Yeah. Because the the last one I did with uh, David, but Manny, you're like you're killing it in uh, street photography. Yeah. We went out. I saw you out there. I saw you with your 135 that lens. lens, man. Uh, I can't get over it. That's <laughs> so good. It's super good. So tell us about that setup. So basically, I bought and I. I've been, I was shooting off of my uh, 70 to 200 F4, and okay. I noticed that when I was shooting, most of the time I was either at 135 or 200. I mean, yeah, having the flexibility, I did go under, but when I was shooting a lot of like surfing pictures or shooting a lot of street, I liked to snipe because it yeah. was easier, you know, because people look at you when you're trying to shoot pictures, especially with that big of a lens. <laughs> of so I was doing a lot of snipe shot, and just the compression mm -hmm. got to me. Like, I like the look of it. I mm -hmm. like having somebody just like isolated or even when I when I was shooting some of the protests I was using that lens too and just the compression alone was just made the picture like it just told yeah. a whole different story even af everything. after f4 like I was shooting even at like f5 six I think and mm -hmm. everybody that was in the background was still in focus so even I'm like, at five six like, yeah so I'm like that's it's good like I fell in love with that focal length, so I'm like, okay, well, I don't want a big lens, but I also shoot a lot of portraits, so yeah. I want something that I can get the best of both worlds. So I started looking into the 135. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about buying that lens. So I found an $18 vintage lens. So I bought oh, the $18 vintage lens, and I did a couple shoots with it, and I loved it. It was a fucking awesome lens. The only problem that I had is I spent a lot of time 
manually focusing mm. and I'm still not good with it like you'll probably be better with it because you've shot film yeah, so yeah. you know how to set like ranges and know yeah. what's going to be in focus and what mm -hmm. range I don't know that shit yet I'm still learning um, so I've just started dabbling with the uh, manual focus lenses and so I'm like okay well I want something that's autofocus so that if I do have a shoot where I'm shooting a model and they're doing their thing I don't have to worry about adjusting yeah. Mm -hmm. Or knowing if the shot's in focus. So then I went and I bought that lens used. And From I've Opera, been kind right? of playing. Yeah, I've just been kind of playing with it. And I'm just waiting for the RF version. And then I'm going to sell it and get the RF That's version. Really nice we all use Canon here. Yeah. yeah. We love Canon. We're super excited for the new releases. It's crazy what they're doing with the lenses. Dude, I mean, like, that 85 that I just recently bought, it's so good. That's so crazy. And it's a macro lens. My only gripe with it, and I, I used it today to shoot at espresso cuts, and I was trying to get some nice tight shots of them, like making the espresso. Uh -huh. Because it focuses really slow, it doesn't. It's not the most ideal lens to use uh, in, in video. It, not even in video for stills for like action shots, mm -hmm. but, but particularly like close focusing. Mm. If you're using it like a like at the proper range, like a typical 85, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you're just gonna have to throw it in manual and yeah, do I mean, it manual. But yeah, but you'll the, be able to do it. But the problem with that is because it, it's a STM lens mm -hmm. and it extends to acquire ah, focus, yeah, yeah. you have to constantly turn the ring until it extends to the proper oh. yeah. length. Whereas with the old 85 I had, because it was all internal, it was just quick to focus. That's why I just switched back to the 24 to 7. That yeah. lens always comes in clutch. I try yeah. to quit it because <laughs> it's a boring focal length. I know. But then Same here. Something always happens where it's like, I'm going to go to the 24-7 and then I get the shot I want. <laughs> I, I, do keep, the same thing. I keep I debating it too. I'm like, I want to sell it and get the 70 to the 200 2.8. Yeah. But I know I'm going to need that focal length for something. I'm yeah, like, I'll just like, go cheap primes on there. And I'm like, no, I just can't. It's such a good <laughs> fucking lens. Like, the quality is so good out of that damn thing. I'm really curious to see how fast to focus the um, RF50 1A is going to be. I pre ordered that, by oh, the way. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm thinking good, about good. getting it, too. I mean, it's 200 bucks, man. I know, it's I know. Like, and thankfully, I, I, I have the money now, so I could afford it, and that's probably going to be the, like the only thing I buy. That's what you say. Knock on wood. <laughs> that's what we uh, always say. That's the only thing. Yeah, like, that's actually, the last thing. Like, uh, Peter did a drop yesterday, and I bought the candle that came in okay. the rusted tin. Oh, that candle's so you good. You got that one, no? Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I got the handkerchief, which was badass. <laughs> that's cool. But... I saw the key that they they released. It was uh, 250 bucks, but it's a 24 karat gold like skeleton key. It is fucking badass. It's just <laughs> not for me. I'm gonna share a trick with you right now. Yeah. Because nobody else is doing it, and I've done it a couple times. What? When you light the candle, uh -huh. when you put it out, don't blow out the candle. Just light huh. it. Close the lid on it. Uh -huh. What's the difference? It burns. It burns the lid, uh -huh. and so it leaves that skull all black. And oh, it looks fucking bad. Oh. And you can wipe it off because yeah. it's just it's whatever, sick. but it creates more texture. That's yeah. cool. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Dude, I'm so excited <laughs> to play with that. Damn. But um, And the candle smells awesome. Yeah, but going back to that 50, so I mean, <laughs> and I, I think you sent the photo of it on the RP. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's like... So small, like perfect. It, it's like having the 40 millimeter... The pancake. The pancake lens, but like on an RF. <sighs> So yeah. for street photography, I think it's going to be really good. That's why I want it, because it's smaller profile than this thing. Like. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I love the 35, <laughs> but for me, I think it's a little too wide. And the I love the 35. That's my favorite. The picture that I showed, it was, I had it a picture where it was like this. So it was that yeah, profile. So it was probably like up to here, right? No way. It was way. half of this. It's no like where way. this ring is. That small? Yeah, it's where that ring is. Yeah, because like where this focus the, ring is. What they did with the control ring is they put it into the focus ring. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. the switch is, instead of going for... Um, 
like AF. Uh, no, where it would normally be for like image stabilization, yeah. you just flick it either for autofocus or for manual focus or control ring. Oh. Yeah. So when I found that picture, I I wanted a. I found the picture that was facing like this, uh -huh. and it was a picture with the 50, so I had the 35 and the so 50 just to it. show the comparison, That's and I'm crazy. like... crazy. I have not seen that it's one. It's crazy, like... Damn. I tried to make a side-by-side -side because I wanted to see how much smaller it really was, and I'm like, fuck, dude, it's like half of the size that almost. That's like, I did pre-order that one, too, <laughs> I think I'm gonna how get small it. it is. I mean, it's 200 bucks. Oh, here it is. Yeah, the only reason why I don't want to have the 35 and the 50... What? I know, it's tiny. That looks amazing. Because I know I won't use... I know I won't use both, but I think I will because I use the 35 a lot for like close in tight shots. So like, okay. I wanted the 50 to balance out the 135, but I'm not going to be able to get a close shot like I would yeah. with that 35 because yeah. of the macro. So I'm like, uh, you know, it just makes it. I'm gonna chalk why. it up to tools in the tool bag. <laughs> I wonder. I, the, my only thing with the with the 85 is why they made it an F2. Like I know probably because of the price, they wanted to keep the price down. Yeah, size too. Yeah, probably the mm. size. But I mean, and macro. Well, I think that's probably yeah. why. I think if they didn't have the macro, it would have been a one eight. Yeah. Is there a really big difference from a two to a one eight? Not really. I mean, in terms of size, like no. no but I, but in terms of for, I'm assuming because of macro capability. Because if you look at and you know, if anyone's listening, correct. Feel free to correct me on this. I think all the macro lenses currently on the market right now are either. Like F two eight. F two eight. I think the RF eighty five is the only F two that I've seen. Okay. Because Sony has the uh, ninety millimeter two eight. They have the Canon hundred mil two eight. Mm -hmm. um, then they have the uh, the non L version. I think that's also two eight. Um, trying to think. I'm not too familiar with Nikon setups. So I'm assuming yeah, they have something like yeah. that. But I think if you were to do a macro shot with anything shallower than, like, I want to say even F2, I think it's going to be really hard to get all the yeah. details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not crazy. Not only that is you're going to, most of the time you're using some type of lighting mm -hmm. or having to have some type of light for that macro shot anyways. Yeah. For, for your, for the picture that you took of your watch, the new one, mm -hmm. you used the 85. Yeah. I got super close with that. Yeah. I, I saw that. I'm like, damn, that 85 is good. It's really good for product photography. That, like, if if they ever come out with an RF 14 85, I'll probably Ooh. pick that up. Yeah. Because uh, I like to shoot in the rain. So, like, the only trade off with this 85 versus the EF 14 was like, I lost the weather ceiling. Yeah. Uh, the internal focusing, because this one extends in and out. But what I gained was macro capabilities, which I. You know, for me right now, that's what's paying the yeah. bills. So, like, yeah, I'd rather yeah, yeah. invest into something that's going to no, make my job great. easier. Of course. It will pay off the yeah. lens, like, no time. And with the weather ceiling, is it, like, can you actually shoot in the rain? Yeah, I've shot in the rain And get your before. camera, like, all wet mm -hmm. from the rain. I've shot it with my RP and the 135, and the 135 technically doesn't have weather ceiling. It's it's just an L lens, but it it was fucking soaked. Yeah. I didn't have an umbrella. It was soaked. It was raining at the pier. And I it fucking was, tried to open up my umbrella to save my camera, broke my umbrella, and so I just threw my camera underneath my crazy. sweater, and that it's was like, it. Protect the baby. I'm, I'm a very anxious person, so even if it says weather sealed, I'm like, I don't trust it's not this shit. It's not waterproof or, wa yeah, yeah, yeah. or water resistant. It's wa So the ceiling basically is that with a lot of lenses that are, and I'm going to use Canon as an example because I'm yeah. more familiar with it. Um, they're water se or weather sealed, so that means you can shoot like rain, for example. And so, on the mount, 
on the, on the lens, there's a rubber gasket I've seen that it. creates mm -hmm. a seal when you snap it onto the onto the actual camera body. And it's, and that's enough to avoid the yeah, water. Yeah, but then also like for example with the 24 to 70, since it's an external zooming lens, there's also a water ga a rubber gasket uh. inside. So if you get water going into the barrel, it's not going to actually leak into the kit into the lens. And talking to a lot of people, there. Um Most lenses and camera gear, if you're in the rain, mm. you're not really going to have a problem. That's insane. Where you're going to have the problem is sand in places mm. like that because yeah. that's where that rubber gasket comes in mm -hmm. clutch because you're not going to get sand in your fucking element. You're not going to, yeah. like, screw up. There's a Star Wars meme yeah. waiting to be said. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, rain's not going to really hurt it. I mean, unless you're dropping it in water no, or no, taking no, no. it in a place, then you're, like, fucked. But The thing why I'm saying this is because I shot a concert last year, like, uh -huh. exactly one year ago. I had to go to Mexico and film a festival over there. Mm -hmm. All my sig I, I shoot with Sigma art mm -hmm. lenses. Mm -hmm. The ones I shoot concert with are the Sigma Art 14 to 24, mm -hmm. 2.8, the 24 to 70, 2.8, and then the 70 to 200, 2.8 from Sigma. It's not art, it's sport. Mm -hmm. And I believe all of them are weather sealed, mm -hmm. or two of them are and one is not. And I was, so, I was freaking out because I saw the weather app and it said it was going to rain. Mm -hmm. And you know, in a festival, like in the pit, like you're going to get wet. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, before my trip, I bought those, like, plastic bag things for the camera. Like, I was so protective of that stuff. Yeah. But I was the only one. Like, I saw all the other photographers in the pit. They had nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and usually if it's weather sealed, that's, that, you're good to go. <laughs> Dude, as yeah, long was... as it's not, like, torrential rain. And even then, like, m like uh, for example, for the R6, I think it's fully weather sealed on the top portion of the body. But I think oh. where the battery is, I'm not 100% sure if it's fully weather sealed. Well, but you're not going to, like... Like, yeah, so it's yeah. like as long as you don't get anything going into the components underneath yeah. where the the ceiling's a lot weaker, uh, then you'll you'll be fine. That's crazy. It's crazy how technology has I know. done in some insane yeah. type of things. Those new cameras are great. The R6, I have the R5. They're just insane. I mean, yeah, shit, I want to check out that R5 so bad. I know. <laughs> I'll bring it. I'll bring it next time we we hang out. And I'll bring the R6 when we oh, yeah. so we can all play with Damn, it. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna, gonna be dope. crazy. I. I I have all my gear insured, except yeah, the R5. I haven't told my insurer that oh, I got should, that one. You gotta get on it. Man. That's why I haven't like brought it like with you guys. I still need to learn. I, I don't have yeah, any no. insurance on any so of my gear I, yet. And I this need is not to sponsored. get something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put that out there. Not sponsored, but I have State Farm. Um, I do too. And uh, interesting enough, my cousin's actually my insurance guy. Oh. Uh, well, my dad's cousin, so I guess he's my second cousin. I don't know the whole hierarchy of the family anyways it's great to have someone in the family yeah but um i have business insurance and so that covers me for liability so if i go and shoot something and like i damage property or whatever i'm covered uh and then i also have um i think it was uh, personal items insurance yeah. yeah yeah so that covers like all my camera equipment and stuff like that yep is that actually through state farm or yes. did they have it subbed because i know when i was looking into it i think they called it an aquamarine no, no it's, it's personal all, it's all, personal it's all, it's all okay. state farm. something policy i have the same thing i've had it like almost two years now i am grateful that i've never used it same nothing has ever happened yeah And it covers if your stuff stolen yep. or damaged. That's what I need to get. I need That's to get why I don't something. buy, like, when people say, like, oh, do you want to buy the extended warranty? It's, like, 300 bucks. Like, let's yeah, say no. it's a Sammy's camera. I'm like, nah, my insurance covers it. It's like, oh, but you have to pay a deductible. I'm like, yeah. And the cool but, thing is that eh. yeah. they cover it even, like, if you travel to Thailand yeah. or anywhere yeah. in the world and they steal it, right? Because as I say, like, as an anxious person, dude, I'm freaking out. Yeah. You know? Like, even if I 
go here where there's no one around. Yeah. Like having an R5 with any lens is just like what four thousand yeah. dollars? Like over yeah. four thousand dollars? You're walking around with a big piece yeah. of bling. And I'm yeah. tiny. I'm dude. I'm tiny. I cannot carry a knife, man. You know? no, dude, carry I'm even scared of that. Carry like, a knife. I can't even play it. What am yeah. I gonna like if somebody <laughs> approaches me and says like, "Give me your camera." What am I gonna do? Like really, bring out the knife and stab him? <laughs> I just tell anyway. them to go fuck themselves yeah. and then if they really want to take it from me there's going to be yeah. some blows before you know what I mean so I might course, not fucking make course. it but I'm going to fight <laughs> I, would stand. I would run <laughs> as fast as I could if they catch me then of course I would fight back you know especially like, here in least... LA the crazier you act they're not going to fuck yeah. with you yeah. True. so if you step up and you act crazier than them they're just going to be like okay this little dude fucking knows something I don't know I'm not going to fuck with him he's on, he's on acid <laughs> dude I miss look this is how my anxiety gets me I've thought about this situation I'm like what if somebody approaches me dude I've seen videos of um, some people that prank yeah. other people and they take their pants off and nobody wants to fight them right like they're like oh yeah come on dude and then he takes his pants off and the other guy like runs away it's yeah. like, this dude is fucking crazy. I'm not going to fight him. So I even thought about that. I'm like, if somebody approaches me, I'm just, just going to drop my pants off. <laughs> but I don't know why it would happen. All right, you want to fucking go? Let's go. go. Let's cha-cha right now. But anyway, <laughs> that's why I have insurance. Yeah. yeah. I want to avoid getting my pants off in the middle of the street. I have insurance, and I recommend everyone to get insurance. Yeah. I haven't told my insurer that I have the R5. Uh, to put them in the policy. That's why I haven't, like, gotten it out that much. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, that's usually the... Like, literally, as soon as I buy the camera at Sammy's, I take a picture of the receipt, and yeah. I, I email my guys, like, hey, here's the serial number, yep. here's the receipt, add this to my policy, and then, like, let's say for the R, since I sold it, uh, I tell them, take like, a, add, add this, take this out. Yeah, so I do the same thing. So that's why it's good to use the um, Jared Pullen app, because when I was shopping for it, you can... You have all your gear in the gear vault, right? Mm -hmm. And it has the serial number. It has how much you paid for it in there. What you do is there's a little file you can click on, and it makes the menu for them. So it has everything oh, listed. Oh, so you can just send it to your that. insurance company, and they're I'll like, oh, okay, out. cool. We have the serial number. We have what you paid for it, yeah. and then they just insure it. Yeah, I feel like I... Like, my insurer is, like, annoyed by every time I'm like, no, I have this flash. Yeah, but their, I sold this other one. But that's their job, though. I mean, you yeah. You start paying, paying them. Like, as long as you're not an asshole about it, I no, think no, you're no. cool. Like, I send it to my guy, and I was like, hey, you know, feel free to, like, add this <laughs> one you can. Um, but as long as it's, like, on the record, on an yeah. email that Then you, you're fine. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't done that because I'm, like, procrastinate a lot. Like, my, a my, lot. my mentor, Mark, one of the last things he told me before he passed away uh, was to get insurance. And yeah. he was a wedding photographer. And what happened, all of the shit was stolen at a wedding. Jeez, at the oh, wedding. At the wedding. Man. So what happened was, he finished up the wedding. He was Crazy. loading up the stuff into the elevator on his cart because yeah. it was a one-man show. So he showed up with, like, Fuck. lights and stands and everything. And so he was loading the stuff up. The elevator closed. It went down. Came back up. It was gone. All no. $22,000 worth of equipment. And he had just gone. shot the wedding. And the, the file was gone. Everything's gone. So he didn't get paid for the wedding. All the course, shit was stolen. How and did you tell? How do you tell the client? Like, yeah. hey, on your most important day, I don't have anything. That's why you have it in the contract. <laughs> I have a thing no, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry, my, but all my gear just got stolen at your wedding. But Thanks. uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Thanks for nothing. Twenty grand in gear. <laughs> yeah. And so what he said was, I had insurance, so I just called them up and I just told them what happened. And yeah. They sent. They wrote me a check, and I got all my equipment back. But make sure to get insurance because. 
that's your livelihood. Oh yeah, of course. Not everybody has twenty two grand. No, no, dude. Lying oh, around, no. and that's you know over years of hard work. Yeah. Here's something that happened to my friend Miguel. So this is kind of a good thing too, is if you have all your serial numbers and everything written down. My friend got his camera. He left it in his car. Um, went to the store, came out, and somebody broke into his car and they stole a bunch of shit. And shit. his camera bag or his backpack that it was in was there. And he had a, um, I don't know if it was a vintage camera, but he had a bunch of vintage lenses. He ended up finding it a couple months later at a <gasps> pawn shop. No way. Because he went to go look for another camera, found it, looked through it, and the, the card was still in there with his pictures. So no he showed the way. guy, hey, my camera got stolen. Here's my police report. This is the emails that I have. This is my camera. Look, it even has my pictures in the, the, the card still there. The pawn shop gave it to him. They didn't just like him. that, they just gave him all his stuff back. That's crazy because that, the pawn shop gave money to the thief, mm -hmm. yeah. right? But they have that guy's information and records, so guess mm. who they're gonna go collect from? Okay, that I didn't but know. They that. gave him, they gave him all his stuff back. So if you have all your shit and your stuff, and you have a police report, or whatever, mm -hmm. you can go comb the pawn shops, and you have a chance to get all your shit back for free, and that. you've already claimed your insurance money at that point. So. How, okay. It's a win-win. How does it how, Go how buy does a it work? Lens. No, just... How does it work with insurance? Let's say tomorrow. Oh, oh my! I don't even want to say it. Okay, <laughs> like, we'll say it with me. So let's say my stuff gets stolen. So <laughs> I've never have ever dealt with this before. Uh -huh. But I would assume that you call your insurance provider okay. and tell them what happened. Like, hey, look, yeah. all my equipment got stolen. What are the next steps I need to take to yeah. to get, you know, file a claim and then and and get. Uh, get the insurance money and then they'll walk you through it. Okay. Um, for example, my sister actually had her stuff stolen years ago uh, out of her boyfriend's car. Someone broke in. They literally stepped out to go see if this was the, the spot that they were going to go to the Airbnb. Uh-huh. And someone broke into their car and stole all of her shit. So they stole her camera. But because it was her car, when she called up the insurance company... She told them what happened. They actually helped her file a claim for the, the stuff that was stolen okay. on top of the damages. Uh -huh. And so she was able to actually get her money back and was able to buy a new camera. With so the, so basically they give you the money of what you spend. Like, for instance, your R6 is what? $2,500. $2,500. So they'll give you $2,500. Yeah, I, I would assume. Or you would have to pay, a, let's say you have a deductible of, I don't know, let's say 1000 So you pay that deductible and then they'll, I think they pay you the rest. I'm not too sure how it works. I should yeah. actually ask my guy. That's, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. that's what it does because okay. my, my friend's my insurance mm -hmm. agent and that's who she was trying to set. She was trying to set me up with, with it, an insurance. And then for some reason, they stopped calling me at the place that I was trying to deal with because I was busy. Yeah. And then same thing with when I try to get it through Jared Poland's thing, which it's frozen now and I can't fix anything with that. <laughs> but um, what she Manny. said is, okay, say that your insurance is worth like four grand. Okay. Yeah. And then something gets stolen. Mm. So they're going to say, okay, so this got stolen. That item was worth like 2,500. Our deductible is 500. So we'll pay you, we'll just pay you out 2,000 because uh. you're paying for the deductible out of that money. Oh, if it's a thousand dollars and it's a $3,000 item, then you're only going to get two grand. Yeah. So say if everything gets stolen and your deductible is a thousand dollars and your gear bag's worth six grand, you're going to yeah. get five grand back. So you're not going to get all six grand back. No, but at least... But that's dude. just a good starting point. You yeah, can nice. still buy it back most of your of gear at that point. Yeah. Like with me, if all of my gear was stolen and I think I have... Just camera equipment alone, I think it's worth about eight grand. 
if all my gear was stolen, I would probably just get like another R6 and the 24 to 70. And, and then start and then picking may, up lenses. And then maybe the 85 yeah. F2 again because it's inexpensive and then just kind of go with that kit. Yeah. Because I know that the 24 to 70 is going to cover all my ranges that I need. Yeah. And then 85 will be more for, you know, if I'm shooting a wedding and something a little longer. Yeah. Um, actually, I should check to see how much my deductible is. I know I'm only paying like 80 bucks every like three months, which is another great yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I pay, 500 or 1,000. I, yeah, I think that's bucks. what they cap them at. I think oh, it's okay. either 500 or 1,000. I mean, even if it's 1,000, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Like if, I mean, your shit gets stolen. You pay a thousand bucks and then you get all your gear. That's great. Yeah, yeah. insurance is nice. Like you can afford a thousand dollars. You cannot afford ten thousand. And that comes out of the whatever they pay you out. So you don't even have to put up a thousand dollars. They oh, just give good. you like however much back that you need. Oh, yeah. But it's good to have insurance, and you should get insurance, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. I need to get it already. Yeah, get it, man. Yeah. I just I have to figure out. I have to call her up and and figure out if I can get back with whoever she was trying to set me up because I guess uh she works for farmers and. Oh, okay. Farmers doesn't directly do it. They do it, but it's called like an aquamarine or some shit like that. And even when I tried to do it under Jared Pullen's app, it was the same thing. But oh. that insurance company like tried calling me and then I can't update anything on the app. Like with the new equipment, I can't put in for an insurance thing because it's like frozen saying that I'm still waiting for a response. So I'm like, crazy. What the fuck? Oh, okay. Like they should be able to like cancel it and yeah. then redo it. But I mean, with me, I just uh, the way I have it set up is like, you know, I talked to my, um, I talked to my cousins like, hey, uh, I need to get like business insurance. You know, this is what I do for a living, and I also need my equipment insurance. So they yeah. they walked me through the process. They got everything for me, and then I just gave them basically the way I do it that has worked for me was photo of the receipt with the serial yep. number and mm-hmm. then the barcode for the actual box. That's why I keep all my boxes, and then they input it, and then I just make sure on the app everything matches. Yeah, and then like most recently, actually. When I checked on the app, it still said that I had the Sony 8518 oh. on there when I was shooting with Sony. So I told my guy, hey, I, I no longer have that. Yeah, lens. take it off the... So they actually made my uh, did, uh, my premium go down. Mm-hmm. So they actually reimbursed me some money. Oh, they did? Great. I have to check that app. Yeah. Because you have State Farm. I have State yeah, Farm. Yeah, I have it on I the didn't... app, man. It's, it's, it's super easy. You can pull up the PDF and everything. Huh, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's so easy to do that. You should do it, Manny. Yeah, I got to get it just because... And I'm not planning on having the RP very long. I might be upgrading to the R6 in my near future. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, the RP is such a good camera. I'm going like, to hang on to it just because it's so small. I like how small yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't know. I'll see what happens. It, it depends on how business is. If business yeah. picks up to where I need something more, I'll get or I might even get the R5, depending on. For me, it's like I've shot with the Sony A7 R3 and had 42 megapixel files. So that... For me, that's why I'm kind of avoiding the R5, even though in some respects it's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just the 20 megapixel file sizes out of the R6 are so easy to work with. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's still plenty to crop. Like, you're going to lose some detail, but eh. Yeah, I got... It lives on Instagram. The only reason yeah. why I got the R5 was because it has more megapixels. And before COVID, I used to... Uh, deliver the some pictures of concerts to magazines that mm-hmm. they actually print the pictures oh, okay so to print like you need a higher resolution than if it's like for screen right mm-hmm. yeah so that's the only reason why i got the r5 i haven't used it right now like it hasn't bringing me any benefits having that many megapixels yeah. because i haven't worked yeah like with magazines or anything in eight months so i hope after covid happened like like after everything comes 
back normal, like my camera would be good for those magazines, yeah. you know. But if it was not for that, like the R6 is just great. I mean, the R is great too. The RP, yeah. all of them are great. Like all of them are good. Yeah, I just wish. I, I just hope in the near future they could do something about the overheating with the firmware. I'm sure. I really think it's just software. I'm sure they will because with the R6 and the R5, like after everyone tested it, that was like the main conversation. Like it hit heats up. Yeah. So I'm sure the next release they're gonna be like, okay, what do we need to avoid haters when we release a new camera? Don't make it heat up. I don't think they're going to because no. it's gonna bury their <laughs> cinema line. Yeah, and they that's have the, the C70 coming they, out. They oh, have yeah. new cinema cameras. They're gonna keep it. Like throttle, it's basically. True. They're throttling basically your. I mean, how much the, the new time cinema you have cameras because are nice, though. They don't want to freaking put something out there that's gonna kill their cinema yeah, line. I mean, like, I get, I that's get their that. Money maker. I get that. And everyone on YouTube is like, uh, it heats up with filming 8K or 4K. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a video camera. It's not a video camera. That's what yeah. people well, need to no, understand. I mean, and the, here's the thing too. It's like you look at the Panasonic. I think it's the S1R, or one of the new ones that shoots 6K. It has uh-huh. a fan, so like there's actually oh. there's a there's a fan built in to keep it cool because it's shooting six k f- yeah. full frame, and the th- at least from what Canon said, they didn't do a fan for the R five or the R six because it was going to compromise the weather sealing integrity. Okay, which I rather have better weather sealing so I could shoot yeah. in the rain yeah, versus yeah. potentially ruining the camera. <laughs> But eh, it's all, it's all good. I shoot 1080p. 1080p is future proof, man. 1080p is yeah. great. You don't need more than that, I nah. think. And as I said, it's a photo camera that can shoot video. Yeah. yeah. At least when I had the 5D Mark II, that's how I saw the camera. It's yeah. like, yeah. oh yeah, my camera records some film. And that's how I see like the R5 even. It's yeah. a photo camera that records video. Yeah. You know, if you want, if you're a videographer, don't get. That type of camera, get the those film cameras. Yeah, like that's I what guess. I tell people. It's like when they ask me, should I get this or the Sony's? And I was like, well, if you're gonna shoot more video, get the Sony. Yeah, and that, that's what they were made for. Yeah, that's why I'm considering the R6 versus the R5. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the R6. I, the only reason why I would upgrade is just for that extra bit of clarity. Yeah. Because of the fact that it doesn't have that filter in front of the it, like filter. the RP. Yeah, like the RP. But as far as like oh, yeah, yeah, megapixel yeah. wise goes, like I'm not doing extreme editing, so I don't really care to have yeah. that extra megapixel. Because for printing, you don't really need it too much. Yeah. It's just mainly for the editing process. I mean, I made some 11 by 16. I'm not a Photoshop guy. So. That's great. <laughs> and like they, they, they look great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, and then with my content specifically, it's. On Instagram, Instagram already yeah. compresses the shit out of I your know. files. Yeah, crazy. So you won't even see the true high-res images unless you're going on something like Flickr. Yeah, uh, um, true. And uh, and then for YouTube, almost all my traffic comes from mobile. Yeah. And mobile it doesn't do um, 4K. like 4K, so it's yeah. like okay, the highest it goes for most phones is 1080p. And also yeah. YouTube compresses the videos. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. So then. Why get like an 8K video camera? Yeah. Yeah, the R6 is great. Yeah. And uh, let's talk a little bit about your future goals. Like, what's going to happen in the future with what, what are you guys doing? What are you guys planning to do? Are you sticking to product photography? Are you going to wait to do the boudoir or are you going to get into something else? Uh, mm. I'm not quite sure. I think for me, Future wise, I'm just gonna, I'm kind of always been go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as far as boudoir goes, I still wanna do that because there's a lot of reasons why I like shooting that style or why I wanna do that style. Yeah. Um, for one, it's like, you know, I wanna just be able to 
have the flexibility of creating something and making art and in the same time turning around and being able to present art to a man or woman and make them feel good about themselves yeah. with seeing themselves differently. Yeah. That's the main reason why I shoot boudoir. Um, as far as like where I'm going to head like in the future, I mean, I just want to be creative in whatever creative outlet takes me there, whether it's video, photography, music, as long as I can create something and be happy with it, I'm fine with it. Like, Great. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, that's yeah. the way to go. How about you, David? I think with me, it's more of just kind of continue what I'm doing because um, I definitely feel like I found a lot of good success doing product photography. Like, I still want to shoot events and weddings because those are always yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the, the money's <laughs> a lot better in, in, in those uh, respects. But until everything kind of gets figured out with the whole pandemic, like, if... if just doing product photography from home yeah. is going to help me make a living, then I'll, I'll continue doing it. As far as, um, I guess my goals for next year is, now that I have a much better setup at home and everything, really start pushing out more YouTube videos mm -hmm. and, you know, try to grow an audience there. Because I have, like, I just feel it in my heart that if I really buckle down and do more YouTube, then I'll be able to find more success and like do that for a living so i don't actually yeah. have to go get a day job again yeah that's the main goal yeah to be honest like i i i'm in the same situation as you mm -hmm. that's why i want to grow my following you know uh to become my own client if yeah. that makes sense like i do love working with people right mm -hmm. but sometimes it's hectic mm -hmm. and stressful and stuff like that and somebody mentioned it in a YouTube video that I saw. It's like, for instance, Peter McKinnon. Yeah, he works with a lot of brands, right? Yeah. That he gets paid for. But it was, like, in a point on his career, he was his own client. He was making videos for himself. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's like, I have this gear. Let me make a video about this gear. And then that video uh, made money somehow with sponsors and stuff like that. And he became his own client. Yeah. I want to, like, that's my goal. Like, yeah. to be honest, like, yes, I want to teach photography, but... For instance, I want to, like, get people and teach photography and make a video out of it, and I'm my own client. Yeah. You know? I'm teaching uh, you guys or mm -hmm. anyone how to do a certain type of pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gets hectic, and especially now during COVID, all my clients are gone. Like, what if in two or three years it happens again? Like, you know, yeah, something you different. Like, I want to have the... Like, I don't want to feel pressured to hustle this much yeah. and be yeah. anxious all the time. And it's just stressful, man. It just depressing. It gets me depressed. It gets me not motivated. Like, it's like I lost my clients. I, Dude, what's going on? Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I want to grow my following on Instagram, YouTube, become my own client, yeah. and have, like, the security that that's that getting me income. Yeah. 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 And I, th I think a big thing to that is just to do you. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think a lot of people get, like, caught up in the misconception of oh i gotta hustle i gotta do this it gets daunting doing that stuff when you're hustling and you're trying to chase that dollar oh man it takes away the drive it takes away the yep. creativity it yep. takes away just your motivation to yep. do anything because you're just like fuck i'm not making money fuck i'm not doing this i'm not doing the work yeah. that i love to do i'm not happy with it and i always tell people this when i used to do a lot of music the bands that get followed are the bands that are doing the shit they want to do. Yeah. They're having the most fun on stage and people see yeah. the fun that they're having on stage and they're having it out at the show. Yeah. Same thing with your work. You're having fun making video. You're having fun shooting photography. It's going to show in your work and eventually you're going to gain a following doing it. I know. Um, 
I just think like kind of like in talking with David a lot, like I've kind of learned a lot more with that on the photography side of things mm-hmm. because like even when we were in Pasadena the other day, you're like, yeah. fuck, I can't believe I know all these people. And it's because you've kind of just reached out to so many people That's doing great. this and that, helping mm-hmm. this and that, that you're starting to kind of grow now because people are like, hey, David, can you do this for me? Can yeah. you do this for me? Like it goes a long way to kind of just put yourself out there and kind of bite the bullet and like you know not chase money to kind of meet that those yeah. people and grow because then yeah. eventually people are going to start asking you i think it's kind of yeah. yeah i think to add to what manny's saying too it's also i think all of us have the bad habit of sometimes comparing ourselves to other people that oh. are successful every single day <laughs> and the thing that i found doing my instagram over the last year and kind of growing it it's just kind of like who gives a fuck what everyone else is doing? Just kind of focus on what you're doing and kind of yeah. like how Manny said, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, like when I first started my page, I didn't expect to be sitting here with meeting you both through that page. That's crazy. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> and, you know, having 45,000 followers and, and you know, have gotten like plenty of gigs through that page. I never thought about it. I just said, you know what? I just want to take really cool pictures of my camera. Yeah. My EOS R because it's a fucking awesome camera. It's amazing. And now here we are, uh, like almost a year later. So crazy. Or That's over crazy. a year later. Yeah. So. And Manny, you said something very important. Like, for instance, David, he, like, he is known in Pasadena because you've worked with people. They see you with a camera. They know what's up and you reach out, right? Mm-hmm. And this happens to me. Like, as I said, I'm anxious. I am shy, mm-hmm. which is not good in any industry, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, being shy has shut me so many doors. And yeah. I'm sure, like, it has shut, like, other people that are shy because mm-hmm. we're afraid to reach out. Or what are they going to think? Or I'm not good rejection. enough. Yeah. How, what do you guys recommend for people like me? I mean, I'm, I'm working on it, but I know there's a lot of oh. other people like me, like, that are, like, timid. I've and... got an analogy for that. Yeah. All right. So, Let's hear it. basically, I knew some guy in high school ugliest fucking dude <laughs> ugliest fucking dude okay he'd always have the most beautiful women as his girlfriend okay you know why because he talked to them because he was he didn't out. care about getting rejected yeah. he just fucking asked yeah. them and talked to them and it was like you're gonna have a million no's but you're gonna have yeah. that one that says yeah and it's just you gotta just put yourself out there yeah. and that's that's the the way to do it because you're going to get no's, you're going to get yeses, but you can't be afraid of it. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. And if you don't put yourself out there, you're never going to know what yeah. you can get. I know. And even being shy, like I'm, I'm very shy also. Like it takes a while for me when I get in a group of friends to open up and to just, yeah. I'm, I'm an open book everywhere else. But when it comes to meeting people, I'm very enclosed and shy and timid. Yeah. And I've been trying to work around that. Even doing music as much as I have, like, there's a lot of times where I've met so many people throughout the years and I don't remember them because I was always like, oh, I got to go now. Like, I got to do this because I was so Dude, scared of like opening that. up. Yeah. And I am like that. <laughs> like, for me, I guess the advice I would impart to you and, like, other people listening is um, I wanted to – I've been seeing a lot of ads for this company called Bullstrap. They make uh, iPhone cases, wallets, and stuff like that. I've seen you post about it. Yeah, like, yeah. So they, the, their ads started popping up on my uh-huh. side, like, months ago. And I was just like, huh, I wonder if I could ask them if they have, like, some sort of ambassador program or something like that where I could work with them in exchange for, you know, they send me products and whatnot to photograph. Yeah. 
and I thought about it, and I thought about it. I was like, fuck, what if they say no? And I kind of flip-flopped back and forth. And I just said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to just ask them, like, hey, you know, this is what I do. Um, do you guys have some sort of, like, ambassador program? Or what kind of content are you guys looking to, like, build up yep. build up, and or expand upon? And because I had the following and my page is basically all, like, product photography, they were blown away by the quality of the photos and everything. So we started a conversation. And then within a couple of weeks, I was working with them. They were sending me stuff. That's great. I was photographing it. Um, I've asked other companies as well, and most of them have said, no, we don't have an investor program, but, you know, thank you for reaching out. And so kind of like how Manny said, like, you know, just keep asking. Yeah. And if you know that, if you're confident about the work that you're doing, so even if they tell you no, you're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I tried, let's move on to the next yeah. one. And eventually someone will give you the opportunity and say yes. True. Yeah, that's... I mean, shit, like with Armor Supply, I just recently work with them this year they they hired me to do uh photos and video for their new wallet the stealth box set oh yeah i've and, seen that it's um, crazy and the year before i bought one of their wallets and i just started photographing it because that was around the time i started really getting into edc and i started talking with the the owners of the company and we got a relationship forming and building over the course yeah. of the year and then they they thought of me when they say, oh, we need we need content for our new wallet. So they hit me up and then they hired That's me. That's cool. So just put yourself out there and yeah. don't be afraid to, to yeah. ask. And if they say no, okay, whatever. There's millions of other brands you could ask. Yeah, I know. I The thing is, like, it sounds so easy and then yeah. it's not. What, what gets me, like, through it sometimes, like, for instance, gathering with people. Like, the first time we met, like, I was very nervous. Yeah. Like, I have to, like, uh, pretend I'm not. But then when I get home, I'm like so exhausted from pretending that yeah. I'm not anxious, you know? What gets me through it sometimes, it's coffee. I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> because if like... It gets you it more gets anxious. It gets me like, all right. Like, <laughs> like to be honest, like without coffee, I don't speak like this much. Yeah. And I'm like anxious and like, you know, shy. Coffee is great. Like, it's, a, it's a nice icebreaker. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think one of the most recent videos that... Um, uh, Peter did with Maddie for their podcast was with Kirk, their, his editor. Okay. And one of the things that Kirk said to Peter, because uh, basically the conversation was going around the t uh, around like with Peter sometimes just not having any idea of what he wants to do. <laughs> He's like, he just kind of sulks and says, fuck, I don't know what to do. Yeah. We've all been there. And the thing that Kirk told him was, you know, don't get so like stuck in your head mm -hmm. something along the lines don't quote me like go watch the video um but he basically says, said something along the lines of like don't worry like don't get so focused and caught up inside your head just to, like if you have an idea just go do it yeah. yeah and hearing that from somebody that i've never met in person like he, we we chit chat on instagram but and then hearing him say that to somebody i really admire like peter mckinnon who's yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the biggest creators on youtube crazy who still struggles to come up with the ideas is is very humbling i was like and it makes me feel better i was yeah. like okay i'm not the only one that's kind of experienced yeah, that. yeah. true the, the thing is like we only post and we see posts of the like the best how can i say this like the good things about some somebody's life yeah. Yeah. you know like i don't post when i'm depressed i'm not post when i'm in bed like not being able to get up or not having motivation to go shoot yeah. Nobody does that. We only see, like, the great things that they post and mm -hmm. the great things they're doing and the new gear and everything. It's just crazy how social media 
messes with your mind. Yeah. You always have, like, this expectation that you're trying to meet, but you never meet it. I know. What trips me out about people like Peter or, like, people who do video in general is they can take something that's really nothing, <laughs> yeah. just somebody riding a skateboard in the park, the and, make, and it. make it look like it's yeah. the fucking greatest thing ever. Like, they're on vacation somewhere, like, doing, like, this crazy-ass shit, and it's not. They just yeah. know how to put together yeah. that video to yeah. tell a story and to suck people in, and... It's it's really not like yeah. it's a trip because I want to get there to where I can look at something and break it down to the point of saying okay I want to edit something like this this and this to make it tell that story to make it yeah. look like it's something so epic and grand and it's really not I just yeah. spent thirty minutes shooting at a fucking park and it looks like this most <laughs> epic video yeah. ever. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy it how is. they can do that and yeah it's it's nuts. Well, yeah. It's crazy, but um, the good thing about photography is that there is a community out there. Yeah. So if anyone is listening, hang out with your local photographers. Go on Instagram and search the the place tag. You know, if you live in wherever you live, just search that ha- hashtag or the location, and there's gonna be photographers yeah. out there. Just hang out with them. Yeah. Talk about it. Make a podcast. Make a video. I mean, go I shoot. I think the three of us are prime examples of that. Well, totally. We all kind of connected through Instagram. Hundred yeah. percent. And I like shooting with other people all the time I love because it. like. For instance, we went out to Pasadena. We shot the other day. The way da- David sees something is going to be different than the way oh, yeah. I see them. The way you see something is going to be different. So our all of our edits, our all of our pictures, the the story that we tell is going to be way different. And I like that totally. because mm-hmm. it kind of gets you in the other person's mindset, in the person's head, and you're like, oh, that's so cool to see stuff mm-hmm. from other points of view. Like, it's we're not all out shooting the same thing. We're not all making the same art. Like, yeah. it's all I think different my favorite art. photo that you got from that outing was when the lady was sitting on the on the stairs and she was smoking, oh, smoking? but you only got the, the hand with the cigarette yeah. yeah like I didn't even see that and when you got that shot I was like fuck that's a really good shot yeah that was amazing you know so all I saw was the smoke coming I'm like yeah. oh that's cool let me see if I can see her and I just seen the very front part of her face also and I waited but we also <laughs> pay attention to very different things yeah totally. For totally. me, like I like I noticed that you like to go for more of the finer details when it comes to street photography. Yeah, I saw yeah. That. With me, I kind of just like to snipe people, like walking, mm-hmm. kind of doing their thing. Um, mostly from behind, that way I don't have to worry about them complaining about like, <laughs> oh, why'd you shoot me? Um, and then you, you like doing like the real like traditional street photography, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting real close to your subjects with the with the Fuji film because you shot film before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's just really it's different. I, I really like the vibe I felt that day, just kind of like seeing all of our styles. Me too. I loved it. Like mish, uh, like uh, mix and match. Yeah. Um, or, like, when we started swapping lenses, that completely changed the game. Yeah. I know. It's great. Like, like the like after we were done that day, I was fucking happy. I you still know? want I want to get that Fujifilm. I don't need it. I want it, though. <laughs> That's the camera that get I it, wanted forever, but I don't get know. It. I'm still torn between that and the Ricoh GR. It's a great camera, too. Because the Ricoh GR, yeah. I feel like it can just fit in any pocket. I don't have Skinny to carry James, a jacket. Man. And I can, I, know. I can just bust it out whenever. But I'm like... There's something about the look of the Fuji camera oh, that man, I just, just want. It just looks man. so I, fucking good. I, I, I <laughs> it's like, beautiful. It's I like the design beautiful. of the Fuji because it's like yeah. a poor man's Leica. Let's just be yeah, poor yeah, man's that, Leica. That's and what if it you want to shoot yep. JPEG, it's got all the film yep. simulations yep. in there. Like, you don't have to do that, shit. Just set your composition and your lighting right and you're that's perfect. Like the, that's like the lazy person's photography. Yeah, you don't have to. But sometimes that's what you want. Like, for instance, having all these lenses, having all this gear, sometimes you're, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. You're in your head like, okay, what should I bring for this? 
this shoot? Like the 135, the 85, the 50, should I bring all three? What am I gonna shoot with? You know? So if you have that, that's why I take the Fuji one. And it, it forces has, you to think outside the box. Yeah, like yeah. one of like, we were just talking about the lenses for street. Mm -hmm. David and I were talking about in our little group chat and I'm like, it's weird cause sometimes I feel like the 35 is not enough anymore because I feel like the 135 or something like, something bigger than an 85, 85 and yeah. up. It's gonna give you a different look, mm -hmm. but a lot of the street photography that I like is the 35 or is mm -hmm. like a 24 or something, and it's it's because it sh it forces you to use a different view, a different perspective, yeah. and like maybe it's I feel like I'm not good enough to shoot with that focal length because I just want to shoot like certain details or whatever, mm -hmm. but I could still do it. It's just. I have to kind of be known. If I want to shoot somebody, I have to kind of be in their face. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. I know, but now with the cameras being so small, like it's yeah. fine. You know, they have the tilt screen, so yeah. you don't have to be like like pointing at them. Yeah. And then the Fuji one, I put, uh, when you take the picture, that there's no sound. Yeah. So you just like press it, but there's no like, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you can like literally like just like be like, taking picture and they don't even know just like blast somebody in the yeah room. just and that's, blast that's one thing with the rico street version like yeah. the only difference between that street edition besides the color and that freaking bright yellow ring that you'd probably want to take off and swap <laughs> is you can shoot on the screen you can touch the screen and it'll focus and shoot oh that's okay. cool so if you're you just go. kind of like fiddling with it you can just touch it and nobody knows because they're looking for this action they don't yeah. know that you're hitting a touch screen i think with me and like <laughs> the, like i like the fuji but the reason i also bought the rp is back you know last year i had the m50 oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah and you know i had the 22 millimeter and i was like oh, okay it's a perfect little street mm -hmm. photography lens but it's just like i like yeah. the look of full frame and Basically, the way I see the RP, it's like a full-frame M50. Yes, That's RF, totally. so I could use totally. the 35. And that was kind of like the reason I bought the 35 as well, was for street photos. Uh, but like the other day when I went to Chinatown, I was like, kind of the same dilemma you said, like, what lens did I bring? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bring the 85 because that's my favorite lens yeah. to shoot street with. Yeah. And I got some good results with it. Good. And I think it was because, like, I knew what lens I was using. I didn't have to worry about, like, oh, fuck, I need to... I want to go wider. I need to change lenses. So the less work I have to do in terms of yeah. like figuring out the gear, the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure once I get the 50 mil, I'm going to just literally slap it yeah. onto the RP and then go for a walk with it and just go take some pictures with it. Yeah. That's what happens. Like sometimes like I would be very uh, obsessed with one lens, right? Like 85 or 35. But then the next month I'm obsessed with another one. Yeah. And it changes completely. Like, you know, like it's great. Like that's the great thing about photography. Like, yeah, you can do so many things, man. I never, I never looked at it that a lens was just a tool before. I thought, oh, I need this lens or I need this lens. And yeah. then now I'm starting to kind of figure it out, just been because I've actually been playing with the lenses more. And I think because of the fact that EF glass is so much cheaper to get nowadays, that oh, I'm yeah. like, kind of like, okay, this is not that much. I'm gonna go buy this, and then I know I can resell it, so I can play with this lens for a while, resell it, and buy yeah. something else. And yeah, what you bought like uh, how many lenses in the last few months? <laughs> Too many, and I wasn't doing that before. When <laughs> yeah. I had when I had my T6i, yeah. I just had my Sigma Art lens, and then I, I had a couple this. little cheap primes yeah and that was it i was like oh fuck that i'm not spending a thousand dollars on this lens i'm not doing that's way like, too oh, much that money lens is only like 500 now i'm bucks. like oh that I lens know. is like 500 bucks compared to 2500 i'm good I, i'll do the yeah. 500 and i'll yeah. fucking play with it for a little bit and then swap it let's and talk a little bit about that <laughs> before we end the podcast 
Gear acquisition disorder, is it called? Uh, syndrome, I think. Syndrome. <laughs> yes. That's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. Like that, dude, I, every day I'm seeing like, what is Canon releasing? What is the new lens? What is the new camera? What is the new everything? And I want it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and as, as you said, like you bought too many lenses this past months. Like I do the same thing. Yeah. And it's crazy. And sometimes they're just there getting dust, you know? Uh, it, so that's a thing for you guys too, right? Like yeah. you guys want like the new thing or the new lens. That's actually one of the reasons why before I bought the RP, I wanted the Fuji um, X100V. Is uh. I just wanted, if I was stuck with one lens, I was stuck with one lens. I'm going to learn yeah. to adapt. Because before that, when I learned, first learned how to shoot photography, it was all with my phone. Okay. And I didn't have zoom. I didn't have yeah. different focal ranges. And yeah. like I kind of wanted to put myself in that box again. Yeah. But... I knew there was other things I was going to be shooting, like my daughter's sports events and stuff like that. So I, that's the whole reason why I went the RP versus the XT100 or the X100V because I just, I wanted to be able to be versatile in that sense. Yeah. But I knew I was going to be fucked with, I need this <laughs> lens, I need that lens, and I wanted to try this it's lens. Crazy. And I think that's one of the reasons why I still want the, the Fuji or the Ricoh is so I can just have an everyday carry camera. Yeah. That's why I got the Fuji. Okay. So I'm not worried about yep. lenses, and yeah. then I can just separate. Well, for work, I have the option of switching out different tools for yeah. different yeah. as needed. That, that's that's because my- if I don't, I'm gonna want to keep buying lenses. I know, I know. <laughs> With me, it's more of like I want it because it's like you know, for example, the Fuji. But I already know because I've, this isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> like my fourth one. <laughs> And that's also how I fell into debt. I was just buying shit I didn't need. Like, I bought the gimbal, I used it twice, and I sold it. And I bought a monitor, used it a few times, and I sold it. Um, you know, so if I were to say buy the Fuji X100V, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to start liking Fuji, and then I'm going to yep. eventually want to get the X-T4. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. Because they have that new, what was it? I think it was like a, a 50 millimeter or a 56 I don't even want to research because I wanna, I'm going to want it. Well, they, they, they have a new one, uh, a new, like, portrait lens that's, like, a 1.0 aperture. Holy shit. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. What? But, I mean, but doesn't I'm, I'm, that change because it's crop? Yeah, so, so it's, it's going to... I think I want to say it's closer to, like, a one, maybe a F1.2. Uh, okay. Still? Still. That's still, yeah. Or 1.8. But still, 1.0. Yeah. And it's weather sealed and everything. So nah. it's just like, I'm going to want to buy that. Yeah, no, and then, But then it's like... That, again, that's also why I bought the RP was because I wanted a small full-frame camera that could take good pictures for street photography. And, I mean, when with my Peak Design, I'm able to carry the RP with the 35 and the 85, and it fits perfectly. And the small one, right? What bag do you have? The, the 6L? Or no, it's 5L? the 3-liter. It's the V2 3-liter. Oh, I just got that one because they have the 20% off. Oh, okay. That's great. I thought you had the bigger one. No, no, no. I just got the small one because huh. basically I just want to be able to throw a camera in there yeah. maybe a battery bank and expert battery so you can fit the rp with a 35 and then another lens yeah that's that's great. what i wanted too so yeah. i don't have something that just looks like this yeah <laughs> i mean it's but good. now but now with that the, um 50s coming out i might even be able to squeeze three lenses yeah. into that tiny bag probably i'm sure i won't need three lenses for street photography yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're getting crazy you're yeah. going yeah, you just need to pick one lens yeah, and just take one. i honestly think <laughs> yeah. i'm probably gonna really like <laughs> fall in love with the 50 millimeter because uh-huh. when i had the nifty 50 it was one of those lenses where i would use 
like very rarely and I bought it because it was it's stupid cheap. cheap. Everyone's yeah. like, I'll buy this as your first one. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's buy all it. I ever used forever. Yeah, me too. Me and too. then I went to the cheap. Sigma R30 and that was my Dude, go-to lens. Too. But now yeah. that I know how to shoot street photography a lot better, I'm probably going to start using that. Because even though when we use the 35, when we got out shooting with it, I usually just crop the RP sensor down to a 50. Yeah. Because mm. I want a slightly tighter like look. look. Yeah. I uh, Like I just, I don't know, like I used to love shooting wide but now i just i'm not really a huge fan of it unless like it's more to to put a subject in context and yeah. tell a yeah. story where i where i basically decided the whole street thing was when i was doing the protest because then when i was using that the 70 to 200 and seeing what it did to like how it captured people i'm yeah. like I, I fucking need uh, I need a tighter lens for it. Well, if we shoot weddings <laughs> together, I'll shoot on the wide end. You'll shoot the tights. <laughs> but, All right, guys. Well, uh, that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for coming to the Park and Hangout. Thanks for having us. All right. You're going to be on our podcast soon. Yeah. Dude, once I we, wish. Once we figure out what we're yeah, <laughs> recording. Well, once you get your new computer and we get everything situated. Well, yeah. I have, I have oh, my, okay, then. Yeah, my well, old computer's ready to go. It's, oh, it's then done. we can probably... It's, yeah. Let's, let's aim for this week because I don't have... I have to do one more video for yeah. for my client. And I already have everything shot, so I just need to edit it. So I'll probably start doing that today or tomorrow. So let's aim for sometime next week. All right. And then we'll bring you along. Yeah, please. I want to yeah. talk with you guys more. All right. Thank you, guys. See you in the next episode. Peace. Right. Later. Thank you so much for sticking around for this episode. David and Manny are the best. You should follow them on their Instagrams. I will put it on the bio and thank you so much. Please subscribe or keep listening to the podcast. Look for me on Instagram and ask any questions you might have. Thank you so much. See you in the next episode.